Welcome to Outwitting the Manipulator, the podcast that gives you powerful techniques to protect yourself as manipulation is taking place. Now here are your hosts, authors, and communication experts, Robin Galinsky and Dr. Dennis Becker. Hello, everybody. This is Robin. We are here with episode eight, otherwise known as Infinity on its side for, oh, it feels so good until uh, not so much, until it doesn't. So today we're going to cover two manipulative tactics. Well, actually three, love bombing, calculation and planning and hurt and rescue. All right, Dennis, let's get into it. Oh, yes, folks. Dennis is here as well. Robin. By the way, Dennis, you're awesome. Oh, yes. See, this and you is look another, so handsome. Another tactic. She's invalidating me, but we'll get to that one a little bit later. <laughs> no, I was love bombing you. Yeah. Oh, Robin, <laughs> you're so cute when you do that kind of a thing. I mean, it, I I probably shouldn't say that to you, but it, it's just, I, you make me feel so good when you give a little bit of humor like that. You're just such a... You got a real talent for that. I really like it. Neither one of us are being very subtle. So let's face it. When it comes to love bombing, it is nuanced. It sneaks up on you and it just completely feels like a drug. It 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 feels good. Oh, it feels feels so so good. good. Like heroin feels good. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know that because I haven't done it, but I'm probably either but but that the the point of it is that it does feel good that's the whole idea yeah. about love bombing it's very some, targeted and sometimes it's called grooming you know you're making the other person feel very nice it certainly doesn't feel like all the other stuff we've talked about in the past you know like bullying or name calling or any of that it's just the opposite it feels good and it a good can feel, make you feel well. energized it can make mm-hmm. you feel alive mm-hmm. it can make you feel seen for the first time and the mm-hmm. scary thing is it can make you feel very safe mm-hmm. which mm-hmm. is the intention yes of course and you know let me just to jump into the, the the language there a little bit love bombing uh you probably know it a little bit better by the term of grooming maybe you've heard love bombing of course but grooming is another way that we refer to that and grooming mm-hmm. is the kind of thing that perhaps you've heard it used around uh <clears throat> children this is a, a term that is often used with pedophiles that they they do this process called grooming but it can work with adults Building too. trust, making course. you feel safe and comfortable. Yes, of course. And, and with, with with pedophiles, and that, I, I don't want to just restrict us to that. With this particular tactic, it is sometimes a tactic that is used for a long period of time. It's not something that necessarily causes you to, to have a reaction, even a doubt in the moment. It is intended to be just part of building a relationship, making you feel good. You are being groomed over a long period of time. And I mean, literally, sometimes it's years where people are doing this kind of a thing to to get on your good side, to get you ready, uh, to control you in other ways. And it's not as though they'll only do love bombing and grooming alone. And then all of a sudden hit you with something else. No, it is often used in connection and collaboration with other tactics. And this one, of course, is designed to make you feel, oh, the other one. No, he didn't mean it that because he's always so nice. I mean, yeah, 
That's what love bombing and grooming are all about. If you're someone who hasn't been treated well, which, you know, if you've read our book, Outwitting the Manipulator, you know that I was raised by a narcissistic mother who um, basically didn't really validate anything for me. So I didn't know any better because you grow up in that environment. That's all you know, right? So you don't have someone who's necessarily telling you you're wonderful or, you know, singing your praises. And then when you, as an adult, you meet someone who does that, it can be the equivalent of walking through the Gobi desert without a glass of water. And then that person just comes along and hands you a cold, sparkling glass of water. And you're so thirsty. You just want to just guzzle it and it feels so good. And then you realize just a little bit of arsenic in that water, (laughs) (laughs) but you don't realize it right away, Mm -hmm. right? You don't Mm -hmm. realize it right away. So you could be predisposed for this, any vulnerability that you have, any insecurities that you have, this is the portal with which the grooming occurs. Um, So uh, a manipulator will watch you very carefully. And if they think, Oh, you're, you feel like your eyes are too close together. You know, they know that that's something that really bothers you, You, your eyes, you don't like them. You don't like how they're spaced. Mm -hmm. The groomer will start out saying, uh, your eyes are so beautiful. I love looking into your eyes. I love the way they look, you know, because they know that's an insecurity later on that'll snap. There'll be a snap where that changes but this mm-hmm. is how it starts. And it's very irresistible if that's something that's bothered you. And this person shows up and makes it feel so great. You know, and starts is the word. I think I want to reemphasize that starts is the word. It doesn't just happen. It starts and then it goes on and on. I'm and so on. glad you brought that up. And I, I recall having a client one time who told me about his manipulative tactics. And he, he talked about one where he, when he was a, I must have been a teenager. I forget exactly, but he was a teenager. He wasn't in college yet. And uh, he told me about a tactic. This, and he didn't call it love bombing, but he talked about it. And he, he talked about this girl that, you know, nobody seemed to be to like her very much. She wasn't outstanding. She didn't have like the, the smile that lights up the room. She didn't have that kind of an appearance about her. But for some reason, he started, he saw a target there. And he started with her probably... I don't know. I think I recall he said it was one summer or something like that. And it went on for like two or three years until he finally felt that he had her at the position where he wanted to take advantage of her. And it was easy by that time. And it became a, a sexual thing that he was looking for. But it took him all that time to get her ready in many ways. And it was a it's lot a of game. things. And he's oh. enjoying every minute of playing oh, the game. Yeah. Every little move where he's got a little win. Remember, this is a different mindset than most people. Thank God. He gave me one example of where he saw her on a windy day. He said, "Ah, you know, the wind going through your hair is just so, I don't know. I don't know how to express it. It's just so, I don't know. It's just sort of cool, kind of neat looking. Now that doesn't sound like much, but to this particular person and with that detail. She'll float on that comment. Oh yeah, yeah. It was things like that that did not definitely did not feel like manipulation. They felt it like we said, it feels good until. So when Dennis, you made that good point about where it starts. Our goal here is very different in that we've all heard the stories, right? Everything that you watch on Netflix, everything is about manipulation gone 
south when it's really when you've been completely exploited. We are trying here to educate you so that you can see it happening in the moment, in real time. Mm -hmm. You can see the little tiny ways in which the manipulator is controlling the momentum of the moment, which Dennis came up with that phrase. And it's very good phrase because that's exactly what they're doing. You don't see it happening usually, and that's why they keep getting away with it. But our whole thing here is to have you notice it and then let them know you notice it. Yeah, that will help. Hopefully prevent it getting deeper. It will protect you in the real moment that it's happening. And that's exactly right there. But this love bombing one, Dennis, is really, it's the one that sneaks up on you. I'm telling you, this is the one that's really tough. And you have to be careful too, folks. I mean, realistically. You don't want to be jaded. We don't want to be, but. Not everybody, Robin, is is a manipulator either. I mean, we don't want to make people feel so sensitive about it that they can't take a nice, polite compliment when someone really means it sincerely. Let's talk about that. A polite Mm -hmm. compliment. Mm -hmm. It's a polite compliment, but mm-hmm. when we start getting into language that's superlative, you know, you're amazing. Yeah, yeah. Huh. You are really gorgeous. You're, mm-hmm. you know, they start taking mm-hmm. it up a notch, and yeah. nobody's ever said that to you before. You need to pause. You need mm-hmm. to take a pause. As good as it sounds, as much as you may want to hear it, you need to take a moment and say, "Wait a minute." Hmm, that's a little over the top. Mm-hmm. So a simple compliment, yes. We don't want to create jaded human beings, but I think you're better off erring on the side of being a skeptic from the beginning until they prove that they're not a manipulator because the reason why I say that is because being manipulated is so awful and so painful. Mm-hmm. And the cost is so much higher. You're better off erring on the side of caution. So yeah. love bombing. Okay. Yeah, love love bombing is this is a nasty one, isn't it though, Robin? Because yeah, it, it is. It feels so good. It seems so right. It sounds so counter to all the Until things that doesn't. you and I have been talking about. And every you know, <laughs> in, in the whole book that we wrote, almost everything we talked about is sort of nasty and unpleasant and be careful on how to protect yourself and all of that. But this particular tactic is a very, it's very popular too because it, it works and if you're not sure if you're in the in a relationship with someone who is a manipulator this one could really sneak right by you and it really hurts cuz it's so shocking that somebody could yeah. do all that and then have an um a hidden agenda and but since we should probably move on to another tactic we're about a third of the way in let's talk about um calculation and planning events well, don't don't worry about moving on, Robin. Manipulation, I mean, uh, the uh, love bombing thing is very important. We want people to get that. And we, we, but anyway, don't worry about moving on. I've got the whole thing planned, and I I worked out every right down to the minute. We'll have everything on time. We'll get to the end of the time. So don't you worry about it, honey. We'll be okay. I got it. So see what he's doing. He is modeling what? for you what? <laughs> the what? subtleness just... of control. What? What? I've got yes. it all planned. You don't have to worry about He's a thing. He's got it all planned. I don't have to worry about a thing. No, I can just no, relax. No, no, no. no. I, 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 I've taken care of it all. Don't have, worry about have it. Have any of you heard this before? I'm guessing. <laughs> I'm guessing yes. I'm sure there's some smiles out there right now. Yes. Yeah. Or some horror. 
<laughs> uh, yes, that's right. Yeah. But so this is, a, um, this is an interesting it, one, isn't it? Though, yeah. Robin? Because it often gets it often. You know what? A lot of people you, don't even know you, about this one. Dennis. You could this combine is, these two, Robin. What if we had well, they, a how, lot? There's a lot of mix and match here. Oh, almost everything. No, none of these tactics we're talking about gets used in isolation. Very, very few. They always get connected with something else. So if I started out with something like, uh, uh, hey, hey, Robin, listen, I, I'm so, I always enjoy working with you because you're such a joy. I mean, I, there's something about your personality. I, I really, uh, I'm so happy we're working together on this. And don't worry about it because I've got everything planned. It's all set. You don't have to do a thing. Don't worry about a question. Any questions, just come to me. I'm all set. Now, you no. see how I combined those two there? I, combined- I do. I do. Okay. All right. So that's so, possible. But Go the ahead. calculation, so calculation and planning is when something can seem like a coincidence, mm-hmm. but it's not. Because the uh, manipulator has gone into a lot of calculation and planning to make the coincidence happen. So uh, they run into you on the streets of New York City. Now, maybe they uh, they know your pattern. They watched you and they want to make this serendipitous meeting happen. And then maybe they have an agenda where they drop something into the conversation that they want you to know. So it's all it all looks to you like, oh my God, it was just amazing. Like I never expected to see him in Chinatown, but turns out he's passionate about um, whatever, egg noodles or whatever. And that's why I ran into him there. So, you know, this, you have to realize that this, this, they can create a lot of magic, a lot of serendipity, Mm -hmm. but it's not. So how do we deal with that, Dennis? Because really, this is where you could become very jaded. I think I think whenever anything seems a little like a really big coincidence, you you have to take this is why we talk about note taking, right? Because absolutely it's really where the pattern starts to show up. Because any one little thing that happens doesn't really register. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that we when we said this before, we'll say it again and again. Write it in your notes. Now, I know this feels a little bit awkward and you may forget about it sometimes, but every time you can think of it, and hopefully that will be a lot, you will notice, as Robin said, that a pattern will appear. So write it in your notes. Now, in addition to that, how do you deal with it? Well, uh, ask questions. <laughs> what? Oh, really? You like egg what? Eggs? You know? Yeah, what? I, you know, what, so, where are you coming from? Yeah. Where are you headed to? You'll start to watch them get a little because they didn't anticipate always the details. The really good ones will be able to think on their feet and give you answers, mm-hmm. but if it, eventually they'll trip themselves up. Mm-hmm. So uh, remember, we talked about ethos, pathos, and logos. Mm-hmm. All right. So if you're dealing with a person who's an ethos person, he's in for here. She is influenced by ethos. You say something like this all sounds very well thought out. Who made the plan? Challenging them to give you the detail of who made the plan. If you've got a very emotional person on the other side of the, the table there, this sounds like a strange way to do things. huh? How come it's like that? You can be a little bit emotional about it. That's okay. But if you're dealing with someone who has very facts and figures, logos, numbers, okay, you simply say, what options are there? Now, you say this 
straight out, direct, what options are there? No Because passion. it responses to them giving you uh, something like a, a plan that they've made thwarted. All of a sudden you, you're, oh, we're going to go meet Bob for dinner instead of being alone, mm-hmm. you know, so what they throw something there? on you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Now, what, an important thing about this is that you don't want to sound accusatory. Because that's only going to bring on what anger, another tactic, name calling, blaming, who knows. Remember, your goal isn't to get they're never going to give you the truth or the answers to this. If they're a manipulator, (laughs) your objective is to put them on notice that I know something's up. I'm on to it. Yeah. Now, the thing is, here's here's what we want to caution you about you. You may get to the point where, no, come on. That Robin and Dennis thing, I mean, they suspect everybody. He's been manipulating. That can't be right. No, I mean, he's such a, she's so, I, I don't know why they say that kind of a thing. Now, if you're thinking like that, stop thinking like that because you are not going to change these folks. If you know you're dealing with a manipulator, don't fall into the trap of, oh, I'm a, it's probably me. I mean, yeah, the plans are me. so good. I'm, it feels I'm so overreacting. Mm-hmm. Don't forget, we've already been told we're insensitive, we're react- mm-hmm. reactionary, mm-hmm. we're irrational, mm-hmm. all those things. If you've been in the relationship for a while, you've been told all those things. All right. So ask questions, so put it in your notes, call it out. It's better to be safe than sorry. So. Yep. If you see these serendipitous coincidences or they tell you the plans have changed and now we're going to do this, uh, don't just go along. All right. Now, let's talk about safe and sorry, because the next tactic we want to to talk Mm, about today. It's really interesting. uh, Yes. We're calling it hurt and rescue. Now, by that, and you may know this as we describe it, you may know it by another name. Mm-hmm. This is what's commonly, well, not common, but it's the technical term. It's the Munchausen syndrome. Munchausen syndrome. Robin, would you explain what the Munchausen syndrome is for our, oh, our friends? Oh, my goodness. Uh, it's when the manipulator will, will create a calculated crisis of some sort. Could be mm-hmm. related to something physical, psychological, or situational. And they do, they create these situations so that they can have the solution, be the superhero, you know, come in and, and be the go-to person for the solution, be the, yeah. well, be the, the rescuer, hero. the hero. Yeah, exactly right. They and created it's, it's disaster. Really they, sick. It, it's sick, isn't it, Robin? I mean, yeah. literally it can be sick because it, we have known cases where, the manipulator will actually make you sick, physically well, Mothers sick. have poisoned their children to oh. get money. There's a famous case. It's just awful. Um, yeah, yeah. But we're, They're, again, we're focused on adults here and adults, not children, but it's it's a it, very... Um, it happens with uh, adults as well. People who will literally make you, if not physically sick, emotionally sick, emotionally upset, cause you to worry deeply. Oh, I'm so, uh, what will I do about this? How will I ever? Mm-hmm. Then all of a sudden, the manipulator, your rescuer, your hero steps in and says, oh, not to worry. I can deal with it. And it makes you feel good again. Makes you well, feel, oh, give you an God. example from my life, which is, you know, my um, my prior marriage, uh, my ex-husband would 
create these financial crises because uh, he knew, well, he knew that, that financial stability and security was my number one goal as an adult because of the way I grew up with none. I had teenage parents uh, who were just flaky about finances and uh, he would create these financial crises and then he and he alone could fix it. You heard that one before I and I alone mm-hmm. can fix it. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So, you know, that. we were We've being audited mm-hmm. at one point by our franchise and um, everything was a mess and he tried to blame it on the bookkeeper, but I knew he was the one directing the bookkeeper and mm-hmm. all of a sudden it's all right. I've got everything under control and he stayed up all night and fixed it before the auditor came in. But, you know, and I was just, Every, of course, every, I failed to mention everything was in my name. So I was the one on the hook. Oh. Everything was in mm-hmm. my name and I had no idea what was going on. So I was freaking out. Mm-hmm. And it was always, I don't worry, sweetheart. I got it. I got it. Don't worry. While I'm sobbing and I'm crazed with fear and panic and terror. I got, I got it. I got it. Don't worry. I got everything mm-hmm. under control. This is what I heard all the time, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. and that's the way I lived because I, I, I'm, that's why I'm saying it started with a conversation. Mm-hmm. It all starts with communication yep, and it's yep. a slippery slope yep. until you get into a situation where you're just like, all you can do is be raw and react. And it takes a lot to get control over your life again. Yeah. And in other times we're going to talk about the difference between reacting and responding. We'll get to that in, in future episodes. But this one, this is really a, a nasty one because it can be physically and psychologically damaging, lifelong damaging. So you have to really be careful about this one. Call it out if you suspect it. If you have a person who, uh, if you're even suspicious about it, you want to be re- really specific about the way that you talk to people about it because they can certainly tell you, oh, look at you. Well, you're so sensitive. Oh, no, you're crazy. You're not even worried about Of course I wouldn't do that. Okay. If you're dealing with a person who is a very emotional kind of a person, uh, remember, you can simply say to them, look, look, I appreciate your offer to help me, but I'll handle this one myself. Just saying that makes the manipulation. What? Maybe it didn't work. Maybe I hmm, make some stop and think. If you're dealing with a very serious, <clears throat> do you know who I am kind of person, an ethos person? You say, look, <clears throat> you're so considerate to offer your help and Even if it turns out to be a significant challenge, I can handle it. You assert your authority in this situation. And if you're dealing with someone who's a very matter-of-fact, logos, not passionate kind of a person, you simply say, look, I know how to correct the issue. I'll take it from here. Straight out, forward. I don't need your help. Thank you very much. I wish I had had this book, Dennis. I wish. When I went through that, the best thing I could have done would have been to say, you know what? I want to meet with the auditor. Mm-hmm. I want to meet with the bookkeeper. Mm-hmm. I want to know what's mm-hmm. going on. But yeah. this is the goal. The goal was to keep me in such a reactive state that I couldn't take action on anything because yeah. I was frozen with fear. Mm-hmm. You don't want to be in that situation. Yeah. Yeah. This is this is the one that we're, you know, we call it hurt and rescue. Technically, it's mm-hmm. called Munchausen syndrome. And it's, you know, it's seen in a lot of different places. We see it a lot. Of, if I can just, let me just give you one quick Zoom the yeah, picture we'll way do back. Media moment. Okay, zoom the picture way back. Corporations can do this even. 
There used to be a technique called planned obsolescence. Governments are doing it. What do you think the uh, pandemic is? They, no politics. Go ahead. Okay. But you're, you're right. Even corporations as large as a government can do it. Mm-hmm. They plan something knowing that it's not going to help, but they'll step in later to fix it. Uh, right now, a lot of the corporations are going, they're using a technique called greening. Perhaps you've heard of this greening. Look it up if you haven't heard about it, because it's interesting. They plan, they say that they're, uh, uh, they're that there's a terrible climate issue and uh, their corporation's been hurting the environment and so on. So we're going to fix it. And they step in, they do something called greening. It's not really going to help, but it sustains the problem. It makes them look good and feel good. They're the hero temporarily. So you're going to find this technique, this tactic all over the place. Well, it reminds me of what we talked about before with the Listerine, you know, where a lot of the marketing is a light version of this. Mm. So they create you a create problem, problem. Yeah. of horrific bacterial overgrowth and foul breath Mm -hmm. and by the way we have the solution so Mm -hmm. you know Mm -hmm. the pain point it's a marketing thing as well but it's good that you know about it because then once you know about it you can't unknow it and then you you see it all right so we'll review this again in a couple of minutes we'll review all of what we talked about but right now we're going to ask producer dave to lead us into the r&d media moment There there we go robin okay so uh Producer Dave's going to play a clip, and this clip is from Super, a Super Soul special with Oprah and Gary Zukov that aired originally on August 21st, 2019, but she re-aired it on June 29th. This is an opportunity for you to hear directly from the manipulator mindset. Yeah. A sex addict is someone who uses other people and doesn't really realize that they're using other people because they think it's cool. A sex addict is someone who walks into a room and scans the room and the people that are strong and healthy and grounded and whole feels no attraction to those people. But if there's someone there who can be seduced, who is weak, whom I could use, it was on my sonar, suddenly came alive. Boing, 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 target. It was the weakest woman <clears throat> in the room, the one who felt the worst about herself, the one who had no confidence, the one who needed someone else to need her. And I could, and I could score. That's what I called it. I think it's still called that. You're not scoring anything. You are participating jointly in a lack of respect, in a mutual degradation. So pretty powerful stuff there. Mm -hmm. Uh, And (laughs) I almost don't even need to comment on this because it's it. You don't want to be that person. So uh, all of everything we're doing here is to help you be that grounded, whole person uh, and not need to be needed because you will be exploited by these manipulators. They're able to pick up on it. It is about the energy. It shows up in your nonverbal communication and your verbal communication. And even if they're uncertain, within 30 seconds, they know whether you are or you're not, and they move on to another target. Don't be a target. Stick with us. We're going to continue this journey. And uh, I guess we'll wrap up. You know, Dennis. But you know, Robin, I'll just say a quick thing about this. When I have a client like this who talks 
like this guy and reveals things to me about his communication skills and so forth. And he gives me an example of how he's good at this and you know, almost the exact same thing as we just heard. For the for a moment, it stuns me. You know, and it makes me, because the guy always seems so sincere and he seems so pleasant and he seems so rational. And then he'll tell me something like this about himself and about his communication. And for the moment, I have to say, really? And then I realize what I'm dealing with. And I've got a real strong, strict manipulator. And uh, having a few clients like that over the years is what's made me so happy that we put this book together because we are now giving folks the ways in which to protect themselves as these manipulations are happening. So hearing that voice sounds so much like the clients I've had over the years, and I'm I'm glad we had that. It's not locker room talk, okay? So don't dismiss it. No, it's not the same. No, it's not the same at all. All right, so... We're about up to time for today. The old clock on the wall tells us it's time to move on. And before we go, I want to remind you, what are the most important things we've said to you today? Well, first of all, let's remind you, as we try to always do, when you suspect anything like this, when you, any of these tactics or any of those that, we, that we've covered so far, what do you do? Write it in your notes. Give yourself the pleasure of later on being able to review it and recognize the patterns so write it in your notes. Always power. something it gives Even you power later it gives on. Gives you power. Now for these particular kind of things, again, call it out. This is one of the things that manipulators hate. They don't like it when you recognize any tactic that they're using. These in particular, gonna be hard for you because it it feels so good until it doesn't. So really, <laughs> call it out and specifically ask questions about it why do you do you always feel that way i mean how how often who who made all the plans for that why do you say so such things like that to me or whatever call it out ask questions about it don't hesitate if if you're suspicious about it and if you can't do it because it's too painful or dangerous for you and we get that sometimes it's dangerous to say these things that we're saying put it in your own words or don't do it wait until another opportunity wait for the option to say it on a different tactic, because I guarantee you there will be another tactic. They'll use many of them on you sometimes all at the same time. So thank you very much for being with us again this and time in this time, episode. Next, next episode, time, two icky tactics oh, that have yeah. huge consequences on your mindset. Yeah, <laughs> it's an very interesting icky. one. They're icky. That's the best way to describe it. We'll see you we'll talk, then. We'll talk about it next time. So for Robin Kalinsky, I'm Dr. Dennis Becker saying thanks for being with us and bye for now. Thank you for being with us today on today's episode of Outwitting the Manipulator, Protecting Yourself in Real Time. Robin and Dennis are seasoned communication experts, not medical or therapeutic professionals. The thoughts and opinions expressed are their own. If you, a loved one, or a friend are in an abusive or controlling relationship, you will find additional resources in the show notes for today's episode. Their book, Outwitting the Manipulator, Protecting Yourself in Real Time, is available on Amazon, Audible, and Kindle. We invite you to be with us again next time. Robin and Dennis will discuss ways of outwitting the manipulator, protecting yourself in real time.